Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, the podcast where fascinating people meet. I am your host, your groove mistress, and your spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, J.P., Perry. I'm just happy to be here with you. And thank you all the people. Uh, thank you to everyone who is subscribing on whatever your favorite podcast app is, Spotify, Apple, um, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Good Pods. Thank you all so much for subscribing, for sharing with your friends, and for reviews when you leave them. Um, I like that. It lets us know what we're doing good and what, what you would like for us to add. That's very important. So, um where have we all been? You know, last weekend I was at the Con Possible Steampunk Expo in Atlanta, my hometown. And that was fun. You know, I'm big on the steampunk and I'll be at Wild Wild West Con in two weeks. And there I'm going to be giving a presentation about um, uh, Mary Murderesses and Pirate Queens. Yeah, as well as sign, uh see Victorian Women in Science and an episode, another episode of Victorian Parlor Games, which I don't know, the last time we did it, it ended up much wilder than anything I ever expected. So uh, can't wait till this year. So uh, we've had so much fun lately, our guests and all the uh, fun people on here, musicians, actors and such. Coming up soon, we've got, coming back, returning, Carolyn Levitt. Uh, USA and New York Times Today best-selling author, and she's going to be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, and let's see who else. Um, <clears throat> Bruce Sudano will be back. By the way, Bruce has new music coming out, and he's even taking some older music of his to <laughs> that he's uh, done a little, I don't want to say remix on, but a, a different delivery. Uh, if you know Bruce, if you've heard him on the show, Bruce, one of the first songs he ever wrote when he was at Casablanca Records, he'd been in several popular bands. He uh, was in a lot of songs uh, or bands that you, you know the music, even if you don't remember who it was. But when he was at Casablanca Records, he was assigned to meet a, another artist, a writer and singer, and they sat down the first day they met and wrote uh, a hit song together. It was called Bad Girls, and the singer became his wife, popular disco diva Donna Summer. Well, anyway, he's taken uh, Bad Girls and redone it with a with an Italian band he's working with, and it is it's got a little different edge to it. Still has an edge, but it's got like a different angle. Um, I think you'll really, really like it. So check that out too with Bruce Sudano, and we'll have him back as soon as 
Um, he's got a break in his tours. And speaking of getting a story from a different angle, that's exactly what you get tonight's guest. I have been kind of watching and following his career for a while, and I'm so excited to have him on tonight. He is a filmmaker, uh, producer, screenwriter, author, and I am thrilled to introduce you to Mr. Juan Williams. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm delighted to have you here. So, um, you know, I feel like everything I've read about you and seen about you, it seems like this is the case. Watch on your career uh, with your company and what you've done and what you're adding in. I feel like you're a person who is exactly where their spirit, their soul, their heart was meant to be uh, creating and creating stories and films. And am I right? Am I right on with that? Yes, you are right. I think for for so long I um, loved the outlook of this industry when I was Growing up, I tried to do anything that was inside of entertainment, uh, writing music for people, managing artists. Um, and I did this all while in high school, just just trying to find any outlet into entertainment because growing up in a family like I did, we always enjoyed family time because we entertained each other. We enjoyed coming together as one family and entertaining each other, and to make a career out of it, I always thought was impossible, but, you know, moving from Las Vegas, where it's not really a booming industry for film, to Atlanta, and figuring Mm -hmm. out that this is actually possible, it was really exciting, and I enjoy simply creating all right, all right, yeah, and it just seems like this, this is what is this is what you your your brain and your soul <laughs> were made for. Now, um, so are you not from Atlanta? I don't know what I thought you were, but did you are you from Las Vegas? I was actually born in Louisiana, and I was uh, raised um, half in Louisiana and half in Las Vegas. I moved to Las Vegas. In 2008, right after a very bad hurricane, to um, take care of my great grandmother, and we just end up staying and um, you know just making Las Vegas work. But mm-hmm. I actually was born and raised primarily in Louisiana in Baton Rouge. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we're glad to have you here in Georgia too. Now, <laughs> let's talk about. You said you mentioned that your your journey in, into. Uh, your creative career in film and screenwriting began in high school. Yes. So tell me how that got started, because let me tell you, Madam Perry's been around a few years longer than you. And when I was in high school, we didn't have anything <laughs> cool like that. And especially for girls, you know what we had? Home ec and typing in shorthand. So that was like your two careers. Yes. <laughs> that was it. So tell me how 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 it began. 
how it began was I grew up with my mom and my grandmother, and they were very talented writers and always were just so happy when when they were creating work and, you know, things like that. Um, from when I was way younger in high school, my mom wrote a book, and it was a New York Times bestseller, so she thought, Whoa. let's take it one step further and do a stage play. And um, she ended up being the first playwright to have a stage play on a Las Vegas showroom <gasps> at a casino. <laughs> well, so watching that, <laughs> yeah, watching that, I was amazed. I was like, I like just seeing all the love she was getting, a, a sold out showroom, just seeing the love that she was getting and um, just being a part of that at nine and 10 years old. I knew that one day I wanted to make that my career. So I always knew that I had her support, but I wanted to, you know, sit down and just pick her brain and just see, you know, like, how do you do this? What do you do that? You know, like, what softwares do you use? And she was just so excited that we had yet another thing besides music, um, our love of music together to, you know, just show me. And I took it from there. And any time anyone needed me to write scripts for YouTube videos, or I created my own YouTube channel for a little bit in high school, anything and everything, I did it for free for years. I just, I just wanted to write. I wrote my, you know, um, scripts and music and stuff like that for the longest time in the Apple Notes until I could afford Final Draft and, you know, more, you know, higher quality platforms. <laughs> Man, that yeah, that was a, you. You were determined. You were not going to be stopped just because you didn't have yeah. something <laughs> fancy software. That's beautiful, and I love how you know your mother. You and your mother share your creative uh, talents and drive, but that had yeah. to have been, especially at nine or ten years old, you could see that things something like this. That so to so many people, it's, it's a dream that they have that may never be realized, no matter how much talent they have. Whereas you could see, oh yes, yeah. yeah, so this is possible. This is doable. Mhm. Yes, and just seeing that, and you know, like my mom, I feel like is a modern day Renaissance woman. She does everything, but you know this industry is often most people do it for passion. It's very hard to make a career out of it. And mm -hmm. to watch someone so close to me be able to make a career out of it, it inspired me so much. And even though she doesn't really particularly um, do entertainment anymore, she still inspires me just because that's, that's where I got my start from. That's where I got my inspiration from was her, was watching her. 
Now, besides your mother, besides learning from her, who else? Um, what, what were your? Yeah, people always say, well, what were your earliest influencers? And I know mm-hmm. this is a question everybody asks, but you know, we like to know uh, when we see an artist, we like to know what what first sparked it in you. Where did your ideas first come from? Really and truly, I watched so many genres of film, particularly horror, and I loved just things that came from horror, sci-fi, or fantasy, Um, Tim Burton and Spielberg and Scorsese and uh, Robert Englund, and just seeing those people create fired me, and um, that was, horror was one of the first things that I actually um, wrote and tried to produce myself. I was 14 years old, and I had um, watched a bunch of the um, Friday the 13th um, movies and Mm -hmm. was just so inspired by that direction and just what they created because, you know, of course, all those movies wasn't, you know, box office successes, but they were fan favorites. People still watch these films and, you know, dress up as these characters and have created a world inside of, outside of this uh, film. And I think that that those people specifically, um, I just grew up wanting to, wanting to create like them. All right. What um well then tell me tell me more. Keep expanding on this because I just wanna I just wanna know what went through the young brain of Dewan Williams. I think in the beginning, <laughs> as shallow as it is, I was like, Okay, what if I can become famous from doing this? What if I can create these movies and be number one at the box office. It started off like that. And it started off, you know, watching people like Spielberg and Scorsese and Christopher Nolan and uh, Tarantino create and being like, okay, maybe I could be just like them. I can top the box office. I can have a hit that is not only a box office success, but is a fan favorite. And um, I set out to write a bunch of scripts across all different genres, and I wouldn't let anybody um, read what I was creating because I just wanted to create, just wanted to write in so many different genres just to try to give myself the experience. Mm -hmm. And um, that was mostly what ran through my mind in the beginning is how how can I get my moment, like some of these legends, these legend mm-hmm. directors, how can I get my moment? And um, that's what I set out to do. And I set out to to find any and every opportunity. I was, you know, told no way more than I was told yes. But mm-hmm. even getting told no 80% of the time back then helped me because people were critical. It was like, your work is shoddy. It's not good. It's is, it, is this coming from a child or, you know, whatever. And that helped me become a better writer, and that molded me even back then at 14 to 15 years old because 
I always knew that I was always one, uh, I was always one yes away from being able to realize my dream and turn my dream into a reality. So I knew that it, it was going to be a bunch of no's, and that was mm-hmm. fine. But I knew that I was one step closer to getting that one yes that I needed. And I think that's mm-hmm. what that's what drove me to keep going, even when some days I felt like I would never do this past high school or, or I would never do this as a career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, that is such a, that is so such a, a brilliant and, and such an accurate assessment of how you have to think, the mindset that you have to have to keep yourself going to succeed. Um and yeah, all your first stuff is not going to start off being, oh well, God, gosh, where have you been? This is the, this is the script we've been waiting for. But they see, you know, it. But it helps you keep developing and polishing and 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 finding, um, finding your style, finding what works and and keeping it, what doesn't work, and getting rid of it. <clears throat> and when you talked about getting more no's than yeses, but you knew there was another yes, you know, you were just a yes away. From, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. When you said I thought about how, you know, I am an entertainment publicist. And when mm-hmm. I worked for, I started that part. I mean, I worked in PR. And then when I started working for someone that hired me to work for um, HBO documentary premieres and, and doing publicity for them. And then I began to take on people like authors saying, you know, authors or musicians or whatever. But the thing is, if they were a new author or young, they got a book and they did good. I said, okay, great. Let's work on this. We'll work out our strategies, our tactics, how we're going to go about this, you know. And anytime somebody got, it seemed like anytime somebody got a bad review or uh, didn't get a certain, I don't know, a certain, uh, book event, author event, book that they wanted, and then they would just mm-hmm. get all upset and bent out of shape, and I don't know why they say it. I go, well, let me put it this way. Okay, you're a writer, you know, and you're good. And think about, name name for me at least three of your favorite authors that are successful, and they would name some. I said, okay, great. Now, if you never have a bad review, if you never have someone tell you no, if you never have an author event where no one shows up except maybe somebody just just came in to get out of the rain, think about that, hold that thought, and then say you're at a big event like Book Expo America or on TV or something, and you're backstage with these authors, and maybe they're all sharing stories about careers, and you say, well, I've never had a bad review. I've never had anything bad. I've never been told no. You know what they're going to do? They're going to take you out in the parking lot and beat your behind, and you'll deserve it. Because you will not have yeah. earned a place to be there, or else they're going to think you're just making it all up. Because this is right. what what builds the character and the um, the ability to just keep on, you know, keep yourself going, keep facing forward, keep going. This is what gives you the stamina. That's what I'm looking for, stamina. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of the creators that we have in today's world, especially people around my generation, 
um, they want something as I call it microwave ready. They want something. <laughs> they they want a career in entertainment just right off the bat. They post one TikTok. They post one Instagram photo. They make one YouTube thing. They make one short film, and then they expect <clears throat> to be an overnight success. And when they don't reach that achievement, that unrealistic achievement, then they have they want to give up on the career. And it's like you have to – there is popular artists that have been in the, the game 10 plus years that still get told no. Directors and screenwriters and producers that, that, that have brought billion-dollar ideas to the box office, they still get told no. And it, it, it's, just, it, it's just how this industry works. It's nothing personal. It's mm-hmm. just how we work. It constantly builds that character. No matter what level you are on, if you are intermediate, if you are a beginner, or if you are an expert, it does not matter. You're still going to get that no. <laughs> and it's what yeah. you do once you, you get that no. Uh-huh. I, I, again, well, you got me on that microwave, Wendy, because – I um <laughs> I wrote a book on how to be your own publicist. It's just a short one. Mm-hmm. It just gives you some basic stuff from somebody who's been in the trenches about how people uh what I would do to start off for someone to lay plan for pu- for their publicity and this way they can say if you can't afford a publicist, get this book so you can start it off with a DIY or get it to your uh, best friend who they can learn to do it for you, whatever. But I've used, I've mm-hmm. also done several uh, group classes and webinars. When I did the webinars, I always had one slide up about the first slide about social media, and because you know, we've got you know today people have the ability that they didn't have for a long time to be able to put your own work out there and let it find an audience. And right. they just don't realize how, how much, but you still have to engage. And it can't be all about me, 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 me. You've got to engage with other people, you know. And so uh, on the very first slide, I wrote something like, um, okay, I got a Twitter account like you told me, and I'm not famous yet. I knew it wouldn't work. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I wrote on that slide. I said, and I put it to I said, this is what I hear from people. No, you don't, it's not going to work like that. But uh, no. you do have to get in there. You do have to uh, make people want to engage with you by how you engage with them. And Absolutely. So they want it all right there at that second, at that moment, microwave ready. <laughs> and it's just, not, it's just not realistic. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So now let's talk about when did you, I know you've got, a, uh, my producer told me you have a very exciting project that you're either started or starting up soon. But first I want to talk, talk to me about films on your website. And by the way, um, the website is Cheyenne Drive Entertainment, Cheyenne like the Indian tribe, C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E, driveentertainment.com. Great website. Uh, go to the website. And by the way, it also, this is the live show tonight, which is on February 20th 
at 8.23 p.m. Eastern Time. If you are listening live or you have a question or comment for Dewan Williams, we'd love for you to call in. The number in the studio, 646-716-9922, or send me a message on Facebook, and I'll be happy to share it with them. Um, Although most of our listeners listen to it after the live broadcast or when they're driving or when they're jogging, and that's why I say I'll also share all the information for you afterwards on all of my social media, too. But let's go back to uh, Cheyenne Drive Entertainment. Great website. Uh, you've got some films listed here that I shared one of the trailers today because it was just yeah. absolutely enchanting. So you've got uh, you Drama for the Holidays, Drama for the Holidays too. And uh, the Dwindling Flame, which is the one I showed the trailer for. Uh, yes. Tell us about how you started with those films. Like who wrote so, them? How did you cast them? Yeah. Um. So those three films are my babies. I wrote and directed those with with my wonderful team that I've built since tr- since trying to do this. Um, uh, since starting to do this full-time in, in 2017. Um, when we first got started, I wanted to create something that was going to be funny. And I knew that I had to uh, create something around Christmas because it was it has always been my favorite holiday, my family's favorite holiday, and it was something that I knew that, of course, I was going to need my entire family to help with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that something like that, a comedy, a Christmas comedy, would be something that the whole family would just, would just you know, love. So from writing, from hatching the idea for John for the Holidays to writing it to getting on set was three weeks. Mm. And well, it, was, it was the fastest that, that I've ever done a project, and it will always be the fastest that I've ever do a project <laughs> because that was that was a lot. But um, it was one of the most memorable things in my life because the energy that was created on, on that set, the friendships that was forged on that set, I still talk to those people to this day, and that film debuted in 2018, and I still talk to those people to this day, and what we created was off of a a $1,000 budget, Um, and it was just a bunch of people that were just like me, that were new in the industry, that just wanted to create. They just wanted to, to be a part of something. And that's where Jama for the Holidays came from. And the the inspiration that I took from that, I knew that I was going to want to do this again. And I set out to do it again the next year, but planned. And um, that's where we we all tried to come back for Jama for the Holidays too. But, you know, just a lot of things came up and not everybody wasn't able to return. So, we we made the best of it, and we we 
forged more friendships and created more memories and had a good time on set and just created really positive energy. And I think from that production, because that one came out the following year in 2019, um, I have seen my cast and my crew go on to do other projects together. And I think that what that's what made me the most happiest and the most inspired was that some of these people didn't have the outlet to be in the entertainment industry and to, you know, get these projects and to be on these films and these web series and stuff like that. And now some of these people are now doing this full time. They have quit their day jobs and they're doing this full time all because of the energy we created on set. Oh, honey. That that made me feel good. That made me feel energized. Like they they pulled together. Everybody had their heart in it, and that's another thing people don't realize. If you go into it with with your your heart, you're thinking about the project and and the message and how you're you know um, as I always, as they tell us in, in journalism school is the uh, uh, message and then the medium you're using to deliver it and the audience. You've got to think about all those things, and they were put their heart. They just that kind of energy carried them forward to continue a career. Well, I want to talk more about your uh, some of your other projects, but right now I've got a couple of messages, and we'll be back in about a minute and a half with Dewan Williams, author, screenwriter, filmmaker, uh, director, here on Madame Perry's Salon. <sighs> Ugh, what a day. I just need some me time for once. Yes, perfect. I got the new bath bombs today. Peach and clove, here we come. Mim and the Anvil makes the best smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment and lots of fizz. Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I, I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background, and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Well, I'll just say I've got the best audience and the best guest of any podcast, that's for sure. Anyway, this is Madam Perry here in Madam Perry's Salon, a cultural salon and a genie bottle in cyberspace with my guest, 
Dewan Williams. Dewan, I'm so excited to have you here. Now, um, where, where do you want to? I'm going to choose choose your own adventure here. Do you want to talk about the other film, the uh, the dwindling flame, or do you want to talk about your new project? The sci-fi project. The dwindling flame. I do want to talk about because okay, I good. feel this that project was. I tell you, Jen, that project was just so, it was so inspiring. And even though, as soon as we finished, because we started production on that podcast right after Drama for the Holidays 2. So that was Mm -hmm. December of 2019. And we filmed um, The Girl in Flame in January of 2020. I'm sorry, no, I believe it was March. And a few days after we wrapped, the world just shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And everything that I had planned for this film that that we had been just for months just going over, like, we're going to have a big premiere. We're going to have big buckets of popcorn. They're going to have the poster on it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to play music. All of those plans just, they couldn't happen, you know, because of everything that was going on. Um project. It was magical because we shot this project primarily in Columbus. And I had never been to Columbus, Georgia before. Very, very beautiful city. And um, we all, because the film is based around a couple's retreat. So our plan was to actually, because we did so much research for making sure that what we were putting on camera was truly authentic. So we was like, we all might as well just stay at this house that we're filming at and do these activities because why not? We, we, had, we had all bonded. We had, we had been friends and colleagues for years and I had my amazing team of Fee and Nadia and Heaven and my mom as my executive producer, and we just had such a magical team that it just felt right to do that. So we we bonded by, you know, doing s'mores by the campfire and just doing so much stuff that happened off, um, off screen that just made this that made Dwindling Flame the film that it is. And I'm always super proud to look back at that film and look at some of the behind the uh, scenes and some of the castmates uh, went on to do uh, Dynasty, which was, you know, largely shot here in Atlanta. Ooh. And every time that I've seen them, because I love Dynasty, every time that I saw an episode and I saw my Dwindling Flame cast, I would just shout them out and just we would just spend an hour just reminiscing and, you know, just going over it. And it was just such a good film. And the feedback that we got from Japan, from the U.K., from just all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. And this one specific um, review that we got, and I could talk about this film all day, so I'm not going to do that. But this one specific <laughs> review that we got from a couple in London 
And um, this lady was like, I just had to, like, I left a review on Amazon, but I had to reach out to you in person to let you know that your film quite literally saved my marriage. We, I put this film on and thought that it was going to be a comedy. And, yes, I did laugh. But she said, and I quote, I think that you should have made this an instructional video instead of a <laughs> film because the the information and the knowledge that I took from this film quite literally saved my marriage. I mean, I could have oh. boohoo cried getting oh. that DM oh. on Instagram because I wanted to create something that was, you know, funny and it was enjoyable and was relatable and but I had no idea going into it just how relatable people were sharing their stories and relating to it and taking you know knowledge from it and putting it into their relationships just how emotional that would make me and I will always love that film I, will, I can always talk about it. I can always just reminisce about it because it was such a beautiful point in time. And just being in that moment and being on a set like that is why I continue to create mm-hmm. because of that film and those reviews and that outpour of just love. Oh, no kidding. You And, and I, I can't imagine how it felt to know that this project, this creation, you know, <clears throat> born of your mind and then realized, you know, made into reality with your crew and the way you went about it. And I, I'm obviously the fact that you guys stayed there and really bonded putting this together, I think probably brought in a real tightness of uh, yes. relationships between and emotion to really get the message of it. You know, and then when somebody said to some of the people that said, well, I thought it was like a comedy or kind of like, I'm thinking that probably let people relax and that makes them open up their hearts and minds. And then the other message mm-hmm. can get in. If they had thought it was all serious, like, I don't want to know. They're going to be telling me what I'm doing wrong. But because she made them comfortable <laughs> and they laughed and they sat back and, like I said, opened their heart, soul, and mind, that came in. Oh, Duana, I just, just, just think that's, that is a, this is what it's all about. Yes. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And like I said, it's the reason why I started after, and this is a segue into the sci-fi series that I'm producing, it's the reason why I not only wanted to continue to create works and bring works that I wrote to the, to the small screen, but to help and inspire others to do so. And that's when I knew I wanted to create Cheyenne Drive Entertainment to bring on my crew that I had loved for films and for years previous on permanently and to work with these people every single time, no matter if they were doing a project for me or if they were doing a project for someone else, just to get that, that just to keep that same energy, that, that, that same vibe 
concurrent across all sects is what I set out to do after Dwelling Flame because that those messages outpour of love I could have never gotten on my own. I could have never did something so mm-hmm. grand as a 20-year-old by myself. It took my team and it took, you know, my script supervisor and my assistant director and, you know, my sound. It took all of those people just just being with me, working with me, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with me to <laughs> to create something so beautiful that it that inspired others. You know, people who have worked in maybe theater or uh, a film like this, work on a film or TV, I think that they find that it's that you kind of get a family dynamic in it amongst yes. the people. <laughs> yes, and that's something that um, my mom and I, we're business owners. We're, we, we have businesses in just about every industry. But we, in, no matter what we do, if it's a stage play, if it's a web series, if it's one of our other businesses, we always want to create that family atmosphere. And oftentimes we're told, don't do that because those people, those same people are going to walk over you or they're going to get comfortable and they're going mm-hmm. to not see clear boundaries and there's going to be smeared lines. And, you know, it, it was just so much negativity surrounding creating that, that family atmosphere. But we have seen quite the opposite. Of course, we've, we've, we've had people who've taken advantage and who've seen that as a, something that they could use and abuse. But mm-hmm. for the most part, the dear and true people, we have seen that that has been just shown in our work. Our mm-hmm. atmosphere, our positive energy is transferred into our projects and transferred onto the, a small screen. And it's something that I set out to do every time. I'm all about energy. If your energy doesn't match ours, it's not going to work because we're coming, we're coming to do a job. We're coming to get paid. But this is what we love to do. This is our craft. This is this is what we 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 have dreamed about. So it's a job, but we always approach it as a job, of course. But the energy and stuff that we have, it's hard not to laugh and have to do multiple takes and to you know <laughs> do things outside of it. It's hard not to do that when when you have such good energy and such positive people that, that mm-hmm. you're working with, it's hard to keep mm-hmm. it so strictly just by the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, take us now into the next adventure as we were talking about this sci-fi. Who doesn't love it? Yes. So this series, I was approached by an author by the name of Avery Jackson. He approached mm-hmm. and said that he had had a lot of just negative experience when trying to bring his books to life. They were a popular series. He wrote seven books. He has one more on the way. And um, he always wanted to create a 
series, and he has spent countless money and spent countless time and just never really got anywhere. So he came to me, and he wanted to create this series. And I read it, and I instantly knew that I couldn't direct this series because my in my in-house director, Nadia Starr, is, I'm talking about the biggest sci-fi fan. I mean, she could talk mm-hmm. about it for hours. I knew right then and there that I had to pass the directing hat to Miss Starr because <laughs> this this was something that she was waiting on. And since being in production for this um, series, and we're going to be uh, we're going to start filming at the beginning of April. It has been amazing just watching because how I met Nadia was she was a PA on one of my sets. That's how I met her. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even directly hire her, um, but she came on set for Drama for the Holidays, and our energy just instantly just matched and intertwined, and we just became this, this, this force together. And I knew that, like, sitting back now and watching her direct more outside of Cheyenne Drive and directing, you know, this series and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's like a proud, like a proud parent moment, even though she's older than me. Mm-hmm. It's just like seeing, seeing how she started and her drive and her desire to be in the industry and to create content and stuff and then now seeing where she is now. I knew that this series that I was doing Mr. Jackson justice. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he didn't bring us a amazing script. Just just the log line. It centers a the series is called The Game and it centers around five mutant families that all battle to be number 1. To be the number 1 Family, and it's like it's like this organized crime type sci-fi fantasy series that really hasn't been on the mainstream. Oh, no! And and it's very just creative and innovative, and I'm so excited to produce this series. Not only because I'm a sci-fi fan; I grew up watching Teen Wolf and supernatural and I still watch these shows. I go back and rewatch them all the time. But not only because of me being a fan, but also just being able to finally give him that yes that he had been searching for. He had been getting told no, 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 no. And to finally be able to give this screenwriter that yes, it, it, it makes me proud to get up and work every day to create this oh, series. Yeah. And I think it's going to be something amazing to watch. Oh, I, I can tell it. <laughs> I can tell it will be. Um, this is, this is you know, I knew this was going to be fun to talk with you, but, you know, you just took it a, you just took it a few notches higher. And, <laughs> and now it's just, what, what, um, 
on on Jackson's books. What is the name of the uh, is it the, the game? Yes, it is called the game, and I own a bookstore in Douglasville. His books are Amazon. His books are also at our bookstore in Douglasville called Douglasville Books. Um, it is a wonderful read, and if you are a lover of sci-fi and fantasy, The Game mm-hmm. by Avery Jackson is the perfect series to get into your nice, comfortable recliner with your reading glasses and your low light mm-hmm. and just enter a different realm. <laughs> and your coffee, tea, or adult beverage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your glass of wine or your coffee. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I was looking at the, uh, uh, the just the synopsis of it here in, in Amazon. The game returns, and uh, yes. just this uh, talk about how they everybody's back. The group is back, and it says with uh, uh, if, if you don't mind me reading just a couple of lines. It says a new species has been awakened, more powerful than them all, and they've been ordered to fight to the death with one common goal in mind. Each clan is out for blood. The claws have come out and it's any clan's game. Every species for himself. But the question remains the same. Who will win the game and reign victorious? Whoa. The game has begun and the world will never be the same. All right. This is what you're working with. The one. Honey, please. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Oh, well, this is just fantastic. What? Um, so, when when will we will people be able to see this? How how far is the project in? And, and when can now that you've got their appetites wedded, when are you gonna? This project is still in pre production. Um, we're going to film in. We're going to start filming in. Um, April, the first week of April, and we are hoping for a fall 2024 release. Um, and just getting to that part of this, uh, the production is just so interesting and um, because we have so many different people across the world that just that just look for just anything and everything that we bring. So we always are trying to expand our platforms in which our productions are going to be released. So I think the best thing that I can tell you is to sit tight and watch out for the summer because we're going to have so much more information and you're going to be able to watch it anywhere. I love it. I love it. Uh, Where can people follow you on social media? Or, or follow Cheyenne Drive Entertainment on social media. So all of my social media, TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, is Dewan L. Williams. And Cheyenne Drive, all of our um, social media is at Cheyenne Drive. Um, our website is CheyenneDriveEntertainment.com. And... Um, that's where you can reach us, and we are always looking for people in the industry, people who are wanting to get in the industry. We're looking for everyone at any given moment. 
So always reach out. Always feel comfortable to reach out. I see even the tabs across the website um, say, "Come." there's a tab that says, come work with us. And the uh, different uh, positions, we're looking for everything from directors, producers, set designers, makeup artists, uh, everything, cinematographers, visual effects. You've got that. And there's also a tab for uh, submit an audition. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. The thing about it is, You've worked, you know, you, you had the talent, and then you had the vision, the dream, and the goal, and you worked at it. And still, you know, you continue to want to, just by virtue of these things on your website that I just mentioned, to make it inclusive. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I said, the energy that we create the family dynamic that we have created. We want to keep expanding that family. There are so many people that, you know, are looking and vying to be in this industry, and they have the talent. It's just they don't always get the outlet. They don't always get the, the, uh, the uh, same access. And that was another reason why I created Cheyenne Drive Entertainment was to, to be that access. You, we want to be your starting point. We don't want to be your finale. We want to be your starting point. We want you to start with us, and we want to see you on a big screen one day, whether it's in yeah. front of the camera or behind it. Mm-hmm. So we want to be your starting point. And we've, for the, for the past three years that, that I've had this company, we've, we've, we've done films. We've created films and series, and not everything is out just yet as Things roll out. We always let people know, but we've been able to give that inspiration back to the community um, that COVID kind of took away, you know, and, <laughs> and then the different strikes and stuff like that, you know, we've been able to give that back. So that's always good. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, listen, I was at Wild West Con the weekend before everything shut down. And Wild Wild West Con mm-hmm. is a steampunk convention in uh, Tucson, and it used to take place in this little western village that was used for films and television series that were westerns for decades and decades. And so we would get to have it there. And the thing is, the day we left, you know, here we are in all our weird costumes, but instead of being in a hotel, we're in this western village. And then on that, we're all having a great time. Then on that Sunday. Everyone's leaving. We're all saying goodbye. Uh, there's the time change, you know, the spring forward an hour. And then as soon as everybody gets back home, that's it. And there was, we even had a steampunk band from Italy. So when they got home, they were really shut down. And I said, it's just like, this was so twilight zone, not just the being there, but the time zone and, and then the whole world. Yeah, I have felt very twilight zone right there. But, yeah, you're right. We're having to come back, and you're making entertainment for everyone, and and not just entertainment, entertainment that gives you a little extra, enough to where somebody from the U.K. lets you know person wants to make sure you know personally that it had an effect. And you know if it had for one person, it did for 
probably thousands of others already. Duan, thank you yes. so much for <laughs> accepting my invitation and for all the thank great you work for that having you do. Me. Oh, it's, it's been an absolute delight. I, you, I do hope you will come back. You've always got a place here in the genie bottle. <laughs> and all your people, uh, all your crew, your actors, all your, everyone, I uh, wish each and every one of you and your family much success in all that your hearts desire. And for now, I'm going to take off here with saying I will be sharing information on all of my social media on how to find uh, Cheyenne Drive Entertainment, the Juan L. Williams, and your films so that everyone can enjoy them. And you guys are going to be so – the ones that already know where they're going, yeah, yeah. And the ones who've been listening <laughs> that don't know, you go, well, thank you. So, uh, and I'm going to close <laughs> with my song. This has got my personal philosophy to it. Everybody's got to swing. Dewan Williams, thank you. And everybody, be good to yourself. Be good to each other. I love you so much. Well, we were good night again. Swinging everything you did. You jump and jive and bop and sing, saying everybody's got to swing. But mom and pop were right on time. They helped up all your nursery rhymes. So when you started off, you dream of a jam that jitterbug sing. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.